everybody, Matt Mentley here. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast that nobody asked for. I am here with Nate Alexander. Nate Alexander, I'm the co-host. There you go. Button right in as right usual. Right on there. So, episode, middle of season six. Middle of season six. Been having an okay, okay season six so far, I think. Some duds. Not many quotes. We've Not, really been reaching for the quotes the last couple of times. Well, maybe more plotty. It's a more it plotty season. It is more season. plotty season. No, that is correct. It's plotty time. This was a plotty one. Yeah. Speaking of plots. Very plotty. Who Got Deep Pregnant is the episode. We had a lot of my favorite guest characters. McPoyles, Artemis. Artemis in there. Uh, I, I'm a big McPoyler. I'm a big fan. I love them. They when they win the episode, they both win the episode. It's the only tandem that gets the win. Uh, if they, if they do take this, do they ever appear individually, or are they always together? Are there? Do you know of any? Do we got any individual McPoyles shining through later in the season? They do, but for now, you're right. It's they're the they're duo. connected at the hip. What a treat they are, indeed. So the episode starts with. A Night at the Museum. Uh, the guys are wanting to do the Ben Stiller movie, A Night at the Museum, which is something I would like to see them do. I'd like to see it as well. I suspect that was a cut off the writer's room because it would have been yeah. insane to make. But would be hilarious. Yeah, maybe they were like, it's not enough to have them in a grounded museum. Staying there all night. It must be expensive to shoot in a museum. Oh, that's a good point, too. And you can't really phone that in, either. You know, dinosaur bones. (laughs) It depends on what museum, as well. It depends. (laughs) So, Dee is actually pregnant during this time frame. Real life pregnant. Mm -hmm. Real human. From Mac. IRL. IRL. But the episode is... Who got her pregnant. She says it's one of the guys. Right. Which we later found out is not. But I specifically want to... For people out there, this is the second time we're doing this podcast. So it's always interesting to see where we go. I'm this fresh always. This is the second time, but I was this fresh the first time. My computer just fucking crashed out pooped out on its own so the term brownout is brought up by mac which as we said what it it, it, was it originated by sunny i don't know i thought i had heard it before sunny used in that context but maybe not i definitely know that brownouts are a real power outage thing in california uh i don't know where the name came from i'm curious i'm curious if they were the first ones to use it as like oh i almost blacked out Brownout. Brownout. 2010 is when the episode aired. So we're talking almost a good 10 years ago. Just about. This was my first time hearing it. I credit Brownout to It's Always Sunny. Fair enough. I mean, they go, they make a whole joke out of making it up, which (laughs) I think is interesting. It threw me off even more because if I would have just heard it, I would have been like, oh, I wonder if this came from It's Always Sunny. But they made a whole thing about it. And uh, now I don't know. Now it's it's shrouded in mystery now because yeah, Dennis Dennis is so excited of this new word. 
<laughs> I think I thought it was adorable that Dennis was so excited about a new word that the group made up. So much so that he is like, I'm going to run it into the ground. And would, Mac is visibly upset. I would <laughs> love to make up a word that somebody is that enthusiastic about. He, it's literally never happened. The, Mac uses it twice before Dennis gets excited about it. And each time he uses it, he's like, before the brownout. He looks at Charlie, <laughs> like, really excitedly <laughs> to see if he's going to react. Uh, it was great. So... Max coining the phrase of brownout, very funny. If anybody else, if any of the dozen listeners out there know where brownout came from, let us know. Chime in, the lines are hot. Uh, the lines are <laughs> wide open for anyone to communicate with us. I've called this out of Patty's Pub many times on this podcast, but it is a bar that is essentially a terrible bar. They've established it's in this shitty part of Philadelphia. There's no one ever there, ever, when we see it usually. How do they get all these people out for Halloween party night? Boy, you know what show I want to watch is the uh, demographics and logistics promotion of uh, parties. Fascinating stuff. I want to dig in there, baby. But this is... Realistic. It's like it's like what? What do these guys just fucking get everything together for one thing at a time? Like when they have a, a band there, all of a sudden a bunch of people are there. Like what? People just don't go to an event because you're throwing an event. I I agree with you, but I don't know if anybody but a promoter would notice that detail. Well, th- th- there you go. Every promoter watching <laughs> it's always sunny is. Red Hot, baby! They are upset! I am, for the record, an agent and not a promoter, but I... Yes, I am jealous for the amount of people Ooh. that come to these fucking stupid things. Is that an insult? If you go up to an agent and say nah, you're a promoter, really. are they like, how dare you? No, no, because people don't know the difference between promoter, manager, and agent. Which yeah. is fine. I don't really care. A lot of people wear all three of those hats. Exactly. And also, you know... It's not, it's, it's like correcting somebody if your name is Michael and they call you Mike. It's like one of those things. Like what, you know, Now imagine a whole Always Sunny episode about these details. Hey, we could write it. Oh boy. So the, the, the bar is crowded. The gang is trying to figure out what happened through their brownouts. We're getting faked out a lot as the audience. We're being like, oh, this guy. Like we've, we, solved, we've solved the mystery a couple times. We go through all of the guys possibly mm-hmm. being the father. Um, so it was it was a different type of episode. I like when it's always Sunny takes the chances and it's like a non-linear story here. It is cool that way. It does diverge a bunch of uh, from the standard uh, sitcom format. Yeah, and yeah, it's a lot of fun. Let's talk about the McPoyles, dude. Let's talk about the Because McPoyles. that's all who I want to talk about. I, I love both of these actors. I, this is The McPoyles come in hot. It's hard not to pick them to win the episode when they come in. Because they they're always the best scenes. They're, all, they're just a bunch of weird-looking, greasy, milk-drinking robe people. And it's... <laughs> It is funny every time. I will never not laugh. It's just funny every in any situation. Someone greased up drinking milk in a robe is in pretty a robe. funny. <laughs> in a robe. And yeah, you're right. It's it's one of those simple comedy things where it's like, they just look so goofy mm-hmm. that you're like, what are these two goofballs going to... What's coming out of their mouths? The 
Sister just communicates by very <laughs> swift lip lip licking. Well, she's mute. And a quick <laughs> mistake of the episode, they tell Mac, who we find out bangs the sister, to call her, but she is a deaf mute. How do you call a deaf mute? I ask you that, Nate. Uh, it's certain, I mean, maybe they have their phone on vibrate. And then they just hold it to their head and don't hear or convey any information. Yeah, that would be impossible, though. So, <laughs> not only are the McPoyles in this one, Artemis is in this one. And Artemis and Frank are still hot and heavy. Banging in the dumpster. Banging in the dumpster. Something with a bagel, which he doesn't even finish. <laughs> what that was all about, about. Rolling up dough into a ball. <laughs> oh, dear God. But I, whenever she comes on, I mean, the commitment of Artemis is unparalleled. She's always one of my favorite. So quick uh, favorite line here. She does say, I heard it with my own two earballs, which like is it. something I'm going to say from now on. I hope you do. I'd like to hear it. I'd like to think about put it in a little, ty- little listening balls inside <laughs> of your ears. Just There is a scene with Mac in the bathroom... With D, that they portray, they portray D as a literal ostrich, and it, probably my favorite part of the whole episode it is <laughs> the culmination of her becoming more and more of a bird. Oh yes, yes. Throughout the beginning of the episode, and uh, in Charlie's brownout, she's got like yellow feathers on her. Right. Yeah, <laughs> she's becoming more and more of a bird, and uh, one of them, she has the yellow feathers and a beak on her nose, yeah. and then walks away doing the bird head <laughs> thing. And then she turns into the actual ostrich. Uh, and Mac can understand her squawk noises. They're having a conversation. Yes. <laughs> so they have the convo. And then that's when Mac sees Margaret McPoyle. And as you said, she's got the lip twitch. But they never fully show it on camera. They always flip back and forth. It's a, yeah, it's a very fast transition to the aggressive lip licking, it is hilarious to watch. I have another quote here from the McPoyles when they find out Dennis and Dee might have banged. Uh, the McPoyles are talking on the couch and getting very excited because incest is their thing. This is like, this is what gets them the most revved up. And uh, one of the McPoyles is like, oh, your pain is so good or whatever. And then the other McPoyle goes, it's good enough to eat. And it, the eat, the ease. I wrote it down. I put like three or four E's on it. They really, two very distinct ends of the status of incest are portrayed on TV right now in the McPoyles <laughs> and Game of Thrones. Oh! They're very opposite ends of I'm the, not a Thrones person, so I guess status. I don't know. Well, some very high status people are in here uh, fucking their relatives. <laughs> God. Well, maybe there's a crossover episode. I, I, there is. Flowers for Charlie. They do, the guys from Game of Thrones do write an It's Always Sunny uh, episode, which we got a couple more seasons to get to there. For me, the end of this program is the payoff. The end of this one, pretty plotty. The end has my favorite line. Oh, yes, Uh, yes, yes. it has Frank, up for the line of the episode. It has Frank saying, "We gotta get you and that monster in your gut 
to Mexico. He's talking to D. He's talking to D. And calling a pregnant lady's belly a gut uh, <laughs> is killing me. I cannot stop laughing about that. And then the show itself, you think the payoff is finding out who got D pregnant. Right. It is not. It's the name of the episode, It's too. the name of the episode. And so it gets to the reveal and they just say, who cares? We don't care. It's not us. Who cares? Why would we care? They only care about themselves. It's the theme of the episode. All of these characters are just wanting what they want. Anything that affects them affects what they want. It's it's brilliant. That's why I'm doing a whole stupid podcast about it. So, Nate, what do you think? Line of the episode. Are you going with Frank? I'm thing? going with Frank. I'm still genuinely laughing about how funny that line is. We gotta get you and that monster in your gut to Mexico. <laughs> so it's not my own two ear balls. Not for me today. I it's, it's not, not it's today. good enough to eat. I mean, we talk about this, not you and I, but me and other co-hosts. What is the, the quote? What is the best quote? Because so much of it has to do with context, delivery, who's saying it, mm-hmm. what was said beforehand, blah blah blah. Right. So, you know, not to get too uh, bogged down about it. You love Frank, and as a co-host, I think Frank's going to get some big numbers in season six. I I think he might too. What he just everything about Frank is so absurd. Just looking at him in a form-fitting Spider-Man costume without any words even being said was hilarious. Not to mention he came out shooting webs and spitting onto the ground instead of making web noises. All right. You convinced me. <laughs> now, the hard part. Who won the episode? It can't... Eh, probably not D. No, and it's right. not Dennis. Not Dennis. Charlie really doesn't have all that much to do. Mac also. A theme of the show is sometimes when when everyone's together, nobody stands out. Yeah, that's true. So it's harder to choose the winner. Is it the McBoyles? They wrap up the story at the end. I feel confident going. At th- I mean, they're driving the whole story. They're throwing milk around. It's splattering on D. It's sending her to the bathroom. They're the one piecing it all together. And if we're going as like a McPoyles are just one unit, Margaret. The the sisters' (laughs) lip licks. I feel good about that. I feel confident. Oh, the McPoyles. Oh, they're so fucking good. And everybody else, you know, they had the best payoff. They got to witness uh, all kinds of incest. They got to hear about their sister (laughs) sleeping with Mac. Uh, they did have a couple of crack up lines. I mean, especially when they're getting excited about when they're finding out that Dennis was the one. <laughs> and a quick nitpicky note, like it peters out at the end because it is like, wait, what did happen with Dennis and D? Like, what? We don't what know. was the costume? What happened with that girl? That girl just switched costumes with D. Oh, you know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so. Good, solid, solid episode. Solid episode. Solid episode. We're getting back. The next one, though. Oh, Smiggy. What do we got on deck? The gang uh, gets a new member. Oh. So we get a little Sudeikis in our lives. We get a little Which is always something I want in my life. 100%. (laughs) So there you go. 
Frank wins the quote of the episode. The McPoyles win the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. Any last words, Nate? Just everybody remember that when you um, go... That's it. I don't know. No, I didn't have any. <laughs> Your last sign-off was, was good, though. What was that? You just said bye. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> All right. We'll see you at the next one, gang-o.